Welcome to Working Towards Our Purpose, a podcast that offers a different perspective on what a job can be. For everyone out there that's heard that voice in the back of their head asking for something more, it's time to listen to it. I'm your host, Gino, and join me as I interview people who have decided to work in their own purpose. Together, we will learn, become inspired, and hopefully find our own path towards working in our purpose. Welcome to Working Towards Our Purpose. And before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to stick in this little extra audio here. Today, we talked to Allie O'Kane, and she is the founder of Transcend Yoga and Wellness Fest, which will be happening in the summer in the Powder Ridge Mountain of Connecticut. And we'll talk a lot more about what that is and how it started and what it's going to be, but it's going to be the first annual event and it's going to be awesome from everything that she's described in this episode. And if you're interested in going at all, I just want to let you know that Ali has offered us a 10% off code. And if you plan on going, then you might as well take advantage and get 10% off. And the code is GETLIFTED, G-E-T-L-I-F-T-E-D. And I'll leave a link for it in the show notes as well as this code. So again, if you're interested, you can go ahead and get 10% off. All right, let's get into the episode. Joining me today on the podcast is Ali O'Kane, who is a yoga teacher, a Reiki master, astrologer, crystal healer, and founder of the Transcend Yoga and Wellness Festival that would be held in the Powder Ridge Mountain in Connecticut, September 14th and 15th of this year. Ali, thank you for joining me. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great and getting excited to uh, talk more about the festival. Uh, but first, if we could just like kind of go a little bit more into your background and like where you grew up and kind of maybe what your childhood was like and education and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm born and raised in Connecticut, like the West Haven, Connecticut area. So that's my hometown. Went to school there, went to college. I have a bachelor's in accounting. So kind of went into the corporate world, but at the same time, you know, I kind of had a passion for yoga, which I started that in 2013. I went for my first 200 hour training, did that in vinyasa yoga and power. So I kind of just was hustling like at nights and weekends, trying to build myself up with that. I got other certifications in Reiki and crystal healing. And then, you know, I took a little hiatus, a little break because I just felt like vinyasa wasn't the style I wanted to teach. And I just had some conflictions with, should I be a teacher? Should I not? And then I found Kundalini Yoga, which is the lineage I currently teach. And I fell in love with it. It was super transformable for me. And it was really, really easy to step back into that teacher role. So now I'm 500 hours certified, still always looking for new certifications and learning and broadening. But for the most part, I really focus on astrology readings, crystal healing and Reiki and Kundalini yoga. So what was your experience like going to college and like graduating from college and kind of first getting into like any sort of work after that? Um, Did you go into something that you had your degree for? So I went to college. I I didn't know what I wanted to be. I originally went to college for criminal justice and mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be a correctional officer. Then I did some tours of prisons and I realized like I didn't want to be a correctional officer. <laughs> that was a quick uh, gear change. So I'm like, all right, I'm still committed to the criminal justice path. I went to try to be a police officer. 
I got up to the police academy in New Haven, was offered a position, and then I backed out. I was like, this isn't for me. So there was just a lot of things that was not sticking with me at the time. My whole family is in accounting and CPAs. So I felt as though that was the safe route because, you know, society kind of tells you you need a nine to five. Your passion is really a hobby. So I, I did my certifications on the side and tried to build it. But then I just felt like I was running around a lot with yoga and it was really, really hard to make it sustainable. So I, I stayed with that nine to five. As soon as I got out of college, I went to a CPA firm it beat me down working like 60 hours a week, running around to different clients. And it it was just not a sustainable life. And that's kind of where yoga was there to catch me because it really helped me start to be grounded and meditative and realize that life doesn't have to be like, go, go, go. Yeah, definitely resonate with that. As far as the corporate lifestyle of like always trying to, you know, be doing the next thing or never taking a break. Something that also that I'm thinking about is this time of year and winter and stuff. I have like some farming friends and like, it's really cool to see how they kind of like change their workflow with the seasons and like slow down in the winter and kind of ramp up in the summer and like the corporate structure doesn't really allow for that. Um, So yeah, I agree with you there. So what like first brought you to yoga? Is that something that like you've done always or like what was your first experience into it? So I was a competitive cheerleader and gymnast for like 15 years of my life, maybe even a little bit more. And after that kind of fizzled out and ended just with age, you know, I felt like I still wanted to like move and stretch my body. So I I found yoga. I found like a yoga DVD that I did with one of my friends, Melissa, and we were in a tiny apartment. We just both did this. And I was like, this feels good. I've never done yoga. And it kind of felt like I was still like, you know, doing cheerleading with the flexibility and everything. And I just fell in love. And then I started taking a bunch of different yoga classes to see what kind of styles were out there. And then I realized like vinyasa and power was like what I enjoy doing as a student, just because it really gets the cardio up. You get to use like the pranayama for breath work, which helps you kind of go into that meditative state. And I really like the flow of just feeling into your body. So yeah, I mean, that was really what kicked it off. I think I did that for a month, just bouncing around to different studios and trying different lineages. And then I started my first 200-hour training. Mm, Awesome. I think maybe sometimes, at least for me, yoga kind of seems like a thing that is maybe a little intimidating to like first go into a class. But like nowadays, YouTube is like so great for yoga. Like I've never actually been to a yoga class, but I do like kind of the short YouTube videos that I'm sure you've seen out there. Um, and can just feel a difference of like waking up and doing like 10 minutes of yoga and then like feeling like a different person afterwards. <laughs> um, what would you say to like somebody who's never been to a class before and like what, where should you start? Cause there are so many different kinds and it could be maybe a little overwhelming. I would definitely say if you're a beginner, try to research studios because As much as I hate to admit it, we westernized yoga a lot in this country. And some of studios that I've been to have been not as welcoming or as accessible to beginners. Even when I was starting out in 2013, I found it really challenging to kind of click and feel like I wasn't intimidated by people who were next to me doing handstands and all these crazy like bends that I had no idea what they were. So I would say definitely research your studio and do something that is 
all levels or beginner yoga. Sometimes now they're starting to pop up with like beginner series, which I think is amazing because then you're with just solely beginners. You're learning the framework of the poses. You're learning how to breathe and you're being supported in a smaller group by one teacher. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's good advice. Um, So what is Kundalini yoga exactly? Like compared to maybe something else? So Kundalini yoga, I find it more of a technology. It's thousands of years old. Yogi Bhajan brought it over to, you know, the West in I believe the seventies. And it's really a combination of everything. It's pranayama, so breath work. It's mudras, which are hand positions. It's kriyas, which is like yoga asanas, because you want to move the energy before you go into meditation. So we do, you know, a warm up by tuning in and connecting. Then we go through our kriya and we move the body and the energy, and then we end with a, a meditation and. I was that person that always thought I could not meditate. I had such a hard time sitting there and closing my eyes and like meditating. And through Kundalini Yoga, I feel like I really like love doing it. And I love sharing the practice with others because it's not a very known lineage. So everyone, like when they try it, you get effects because it's so fast acting. Like after one class, you're going to be able to tap into these reserves that you didn't even know you had. Mm, interesting. So is maybe this might be an uneducated question, but is all yoga like some sort of energy movement like throughout your body? Is that like the idea behind yoga? So I would think yoga definitely goes a lot deeper than that, but it's definitely about moving the energy, getting in touch with your breath. And I do think there's a big step of it to, you know, have some flexibility and not just in the body, but in the mind. And of course we fall, but it's, it's really the get back up in my opinion. So like, yes, you may be in tree pose and you may not have the stability yet and you might fall out, but as long as you keep coming back and trying, I think that's to me is the biggest part of yoga. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's good advice for a beginner. Um, so where does like the rest of your certifications come in as far as like Reiki? Cause that's also energy healing, right? Um, and like crystals and stuff like that. Tell me about like how that incorporates to everything you do. Yeah. So um, energy healing came in shortly, like after yoga, I knew that I, you know, I loved working the energy. I, I started working with myself and then I went through the mastership program. So there's four levels for Reiki. And then I was an avid crystal collector. I think I own almost 600 crystals myself. So I wanted to find a way that I can incorporate that because I knew that yoga was obviously great for healing, but I just knew that I was kind of destined to be more of a, like a hands-on healer. And that's why I went like the Reiki crystal route because for the client, they just lay there and they have to be open to receive. And then for us, it's really just finding the blockages, working through that, giving them that universal life force so that they can have deep healing on a cellular level. And it's beautiful. I did a lot of treatment at like Smilo Cancer Center. So I worked with cancer patients getting chemo. And, you know, just kind of as like, you know, a study for myself, the people who had the same types of cancer that were getting chemo versus the people who received the Reiki during treatment, the people who received Reiki, you know, they weren't as sick. They were handling like the the medication so much well. And it's just insane to see how like beautiful that it works. And I do think in society, 
we're programmed not to understand that because we can't see it. It's not real, but energy is all around us. We have this beautiful aura that stretches out nine feet from us at any time. So it's constantly in an ebb and flow and we can, you know, change our moods. We can change ailments in the body all by just working and tapping into our energy centers. Mm, Yeah. I like that. And that's cool to get like real data and, and put that to like what you're doing so you can, you know, maybe you can't see it, but you can see the results of it. Um, and it reminds me of this book that I'm rereading and, um, it was a book that I read like, I I don't know, maybe like five or six years ago, but it kind of first started getting me into more spirituality and like thinking about things in terms of energy. Um, have you ever read the Celestine prophecy? I have not. You have not. Okay. You should read it. (laughs) I tell everybody to read it. Um, it's like one of my favorite books, but it really gave me like a vocabulary for energy. And like, I don't know, I kind of describe everything in terms of energy now. Um, and it, I I feel like it helps me understand more the world and understand those things that maybe you can't see. Um, but yeah, it just got me thinking about that. So where does astrology come into place? Cause that's, I actually interviewed an astrologer in an earlier episode of the podcast. And that's something that like I kind of got into a lot recently. She gave me my first astrology reading like a little over a year ago. Um, and it's just something that like I am really interested in. I have this app that like I've used. It's called The Pattern, which is a crazy app. It's like sends you notifications and it seems like it's so accurate. <laughs> um, so yeah, tell me, tell me about astrology. So astrology, that has been really a part of my life since I was a child. I was so fascinated to learn like my star sign and it just felt so like taboo and fun. And I'm a Scorpio sun and I'm just naturally attracted to the taboo. And I fell in love with it. Once I started like understanding my birth chart and then I learned that there's so many different caveats that you can use astrology for. Like my readings are pretty much full natal chart. I do astrocartography, which is taking your birth chart and putting it over a map. And you can look at lines against your chart to kind of see like where the best place to live is, where you should work, where you should travel to. And it's so fascinating. And I've done trial and errors on my like certain lines just to kind of see how I feel. And it's it's pretty insane. Hmm. <laughs> and then... I do like planetary herbalism too, which is essentially medical astrology. So it's looking at your chart and transits to see where you may experience potential ailments and then treating clients with herbal recommendations. So that one's been newer for me, but I've been having a lot of fun with it. Mm, Wow. That sounds really interesting. So that's like kind of combining herbalism and astrology to predict almost things that you may be struggling with. Yeah. I mean, if back in time because there is a lot. Judith Hall writes great books um, like Planetary Herbalism. And even when we had like the tuberculosis outbreak, there was a huge Pluto transit. So it just shows like the death and regeneration. And it's so fascinating to look even at your life up to current. And if you've had specific ailments or illnesses or injuries, like how did the stars predict that? <laughs> mm. Yeah, that is really interesting. You can do that with the app that I use. Like it tells you more so just like, you know, astrology stuff of like different periods of your life or harder periods of your life. And if you like look back in time, it's scary how accurate, you know, those things can be. So it's cool. Awesome. I love the CoStar app. I've never used patterns, but CoStar is kind of like my like quick little reference guide. I think that one's really cool too. So I have to check out the patterns one. 
Mm. So yeah, so now I'm really interested in like what Transcend Fest is and like, you know, how it came about or like, I'm sure it's like huge uh, planning process and like, I'm sure there's multiple pieces involved, but I don't know, I guess maybe start with like what it is so then we can kind of go down from there. Yeah. So Transcend Fest is a two-day yoga wellness festival that is going to be happening at Powder Ridge Mountain. It's in this September. So we're like getting into crunch time right now. It was created because in Connecticut, you know, we don't have any of these big festivals. And I wanted to bring something to my home state as essentially a retreat where everybody can gather for two days. They feel welcome. They feel supported. And they can try new things because we have all of these amazing facilitators and offerings in our backyard that not everybody knows about. And I just think it would be amazing to be able to show the world and showcase these these teachers and have attendees, you know, have that retreat experience in their backyard. Mm. Yeah, that's so cool. So what are some some of the types of things that like people will be teaching. Cause I was looking at the website and looking at the schedule and there's like herbalist and yoga teachers and like what, what other kinds of things are, are going to be involved in it. We have over 90 offerings throughout the two day weekend, just in our day side. So you're going to have the opportunity to take Tantra classes, Kundalini yoga. There's a woman's self-defense class. There's hula hooping, puppy yoga, herbalism, astrology, And I think that's what's really cool about Transcend because you have the movement classes, but you have these amazing lectures on wellness topics, spirituality topics. And then, you know, it just blends so well. And I haven't seen another yoga fest do that. And it really is like a safe space for so many people. And, you know, if you want to come in, I've been the person at the festival where I've taken a movement class from like the starting class to the ending. And you can definitely do that, but there's a lecture scheduled every single, you know, time slot so that you could like take a break, relax and still feel like you're a part of the festival. Mm, That's awesome. Sounds like a diverse choices of, of different things you can learn and do. Um, so where did like the, well, first, like the idea, I guess, where did it come from? And like, how did you start implementing it into something that like became tangible? So I have a strong background in teaching at yoga festivals. I've been a facilitator all over New England. And one of the bigger festivals would be like Wanderlust. I taught there years ago before they went to their 108, which is kind of like a 5K yoga class together. And it, it just felt so great. It was such a great experience to meet new people. Everybody was so loving and welcoming and fun and you left with like a million new friends, which is just such a great experience that you don't get in a traditional yoga studio environment, unfortunately. So I always knew that I wanted to. And then the pandemic happened and it was like, okay, well, you know, big gatherings aren't really going to be a thing, but they're slowly coming back. And I got to the point where I was like, I I need to pull the trigger. Like worst case scenario, it doesn't you know, do well and that's okay, but at least I tried. So I just started planning, you know, I've done some back end stuff at festivals and I have the accounting degree. So I kind of knew how to budget everything. And I just took a risk. And then 
I found a bunch of teachers that wanted to take a risk with me and be a part of it. And then I created a team of people that support me. We have a business consultant. We have an event coordinator, a planner, a marketing manager, as well as a photographer. And that's my solid core team. Like any decision I make, I go on a Zoom call with them. We all kind of talk it out. We try to plan what would be best for the festival and the teachers. And it just, it feels so great to be here. Mm, that's awesome. Um, so a lot of the people that are a part of it, is it like people that were in your community or maybe your surrounding community? What does community look like for, um, I guess maybe even just like yoga teachers? Cause I know like that's been something that's been big for me since leaving the corporate world is like finding a community of like-minded people who are kind of doing similar things and can encourage or inspire you. And like, I found like some really close friends who I haven't known for very long, but just because we've kind of been through similar struggles, it's like you immediately connect on something. Um, so was that, was community like a big part of being able to put this together for you? Yeah, that was my main like driving factor was for on the teacher side of it. You know, we all, when we get into studios, we get very, very segregated. We stay with our studio. We don't branch out. We're just really in support of our studio. So when I accepted teachers, I took them from all over Connecticut. So we are spread. So no matter what corner you live in, if you come to Transcend, you're going to have a local teacher that is available for you with some type of offering. And for them, I wanted them to have more exposure so that they can get out in front of more attendees. And then for attendees to kind of see like, you know, you may be going to ABC yoga studio, but you have this great teacher that teaches five minutes down the road and you get to experience them. Mm. Yeah. And I, I guess it would be a cool place, even for somebody who's maybe never even done yoga to get like a wide range of what is out there and what's available. And then also get connected with people who maybe have studios that are pretty close to them. Yeah. I mean, we have so every class, I would say 95%, there may be two or three classes throughout the weekend. They're all levels. So any beginner that has never even owned a yoga mat can get on and really be able to be supported in an environment. And I just think that that's, that's beautiful. Like they're going to meet friends. I've met my best friends at yoga festivals and they're like my friends to this day. And it just, it's such an amazing feeling. And I feel like you have to go to experience it. I mean, there's so many opportunities for partners. Like we have acro yoga, which is so fun to just be playful. And then you have partner yoga where you you get to meet and pair up. You have tantra, which is all about embracing other people. And there's a lot of supported circles. You know, we're doing something a little bit out of the norm. We have a psychedelic integration circle to kind of talk about experiences people may have had in case they may be interested in trying it, or if they had a difficult experience and they need help processing it. We have a woman's circle. We have a red tent that is a safe space for women to kind of come in and be supported by other women. It's it's just such a beautiful experience. Like there's so much going on. Yeah. That's awesome. Like every, every time you mention more about it, I'm like, Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> um, so what does it take to like logistically put all that together? And like, I imagine like finding a venue and like coordinating time slots and like, I don't know, it seems like a, almost like a overwhelming task. Um, but you said that you have people that you're doing it with. Is it almost like 
something that you guys are forming as a business and, and you plan on doing like year after year? Cause this will be the first one, right? Yes. I would love to make it an annual event. We are doing like um, a mini summer pop-up June 15th, which will be free to the public and it will give them an opportunity to meet our teachers and like the courts. So I think that would be a fun offering, but yeah, I mean, it was a lot and it's still a lot working like a nine to five. And then like, I call it a five to nine, which is my passion, which is transcend. And it's a lot of meetings, getting content because you're supporting 90 teachers as well as you're creating this festival. You're creating an experience for the people that are going to come. And, you know, the daytime with 90 workshops, we're also doing an after fest, which is um, that's going to be fun and exciting. So it's definitely a different vibe. It's going to be Saturday night and we have a DJ spinning like mantra music. So we're still tapping into that yoga vibes. We have Latia, who's going to be doing a botanical mocktail bar, and we have a fire performance that's going to happen. And then we have, of course, the spirituality aspect with palmistry readers, tarot readers, and intuitive plant readers. So people could just stop by and grab a reading. Wow, that's really cool. So will that be part of like the festival ticket, or is it like a separate after party thing? Or? So if you purchase a Saturday day ticket or the mystical warrior weekend pass, then the after fest is included in that Sunday is the only one that doesn't have it, but there is an option to add that on. It really depends on what you're looking to get out of the weekend. Mm, very cool. Very cool. Um, so that sounds like a, a really interesting festival. I think I'll definitely like leave links and stuff so people can get to your website and like learn more and see all the different types of offerings and that sort of thing. But I did want to like maybe uh, transition a little bit and talk about purpose. Cause for me, that's like kind of a, a big word and something that like, I'm trying to figure out my own purpose and that sort of thing. So I'd like to ask people like, what does purpose mean to them? And like, I don't know, any, anything you're comfortable sharing with you like around the term purpose? Yeah. I mean, for me, purpose is just feeling like I, I could wake up every day and I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'm happy with the people that are surrounding me in my life. And I feel like I'm adding value. That's super important to me and everything I do. And I think that's kind of a thing in the yoga community is we really want to add value to people's lives and help them heal because sometimes the world seems super scary and divided. And I feel like this small piece when I teach a class and I can just see somebody that may have been dealing with something super stressful and they get on their mat and they either have an emotional release on their mat, which is completely great, you know, nothing to be scared of, you know, they leave feeling lighter. And to me, that that's my purpose. I feel like my purpose is here to help others. Yeah, I love that. And I love the, um, you know, adding value and um, helping people in a way that you can see, because that, that was definitely like one of the biggest things that I had in my old career was, I just didn't like see how what I was doing was helping anything or helping anybody. So for me, it's been like, even just like getting into podcasting as a side thing, it was like, I was helping people who, you know, didn't know how to do something or like wanted to get their voice out or had like something that they were passionate about and like kind of helping them do that thing. So yeah, for me, it's, I think it's almost something that like I keep trying to get closer to maybe, and maybe I haven't quite figured it out yet. Do you have a, a similar feeling or, or is it maybe like you found yoga to be like something that is your calling? What does that look like for you? Cause like I said, for me, it's, it's almost like a thing that like, I feel like I keep 
trying to get closer to? Yeah, I would say it was trial and error for me for a lot of it because I started on a different lineage and I just thought I was a bad teacher and I couldn't get it. And I just, I wasn't happy. And I thought that because yoga makes me happy as a student, that I would be even happier teaching other people and sharing this gift with them. And then I found Kundalini yoga and I, I found it at my lowest point in life where like, you know, I was seeing therapists and I wasn't getting any help. I was having severe anxiety and after a week of this practice, I felt purpose. I I regained confidence. My anxiety diminished. And that it really is the reason that Transcend was even formed because it really gave me that confidence to know like, this is what you should be doing. Then I got certified in it and I teach classes. And, you know, my students say all the time how like things are going in their lives and how they're so grateful for this practice. And I, you know, it just, it makes me like want to tear up because it's like, I've been there. I've been in like that really bad spot. And if this 45 minutes to an hour class can make you feel any type of relief, then I feel like I did what I came here to do. Hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. So, so where do you teach class? Like, can people sign up for your classes? Do you have a studio that you work with or? So I do pop-up workshops, but my online class, I run a Kundalini course online through a closed Instagram page. And essentially, we do a daily sadhana, like a, a kundalini kriya meditation every single morning. And then there's an additional class that's offered with nine minutes of chanting because mantra is super powerful. And I want to give everyone that opportunity. And then I teach like a mini workshop and a mini meditation every single week. So essentially, like you would just sign up, you would tell me that you want to go to the class. It's 125 for the month. I accept you in and then you have access to all previous classes as well as the new month. So we're getting close to the new month. And I just gave a teaser for my class um, today. And we're working on anger. I, I base a lot through numerology as well. And the universal energy for February is a one which is new beginnings, but it's also has a lot of aggressive energy. And it seems like in January, anger has been coming up for everyone. So I really wanted to target next month on anger and learning how to transmute that and have a stronger nervous system. Oh, very cool. So what is, what is a closed Instagram community? I didn't even know that was like a thing. Is that kind of just like hosting a community through Instagram? That's like behind like a paywall or something like that? So essentially, it's just an Instagram page that I have on private. I'm working on like revamping my website right now so that people can just like kind of go through that. But essentially, you know, you would just go through the website or you would contact me through like the closed Instagram. I call it closed, but it's private Instagram page. Oh, cool. If you need a payment plan, we can work that out. And then I would accept you in and you would have access to everything. Interesting. That's that's an interesting way to use Instagram. I've never heard of anybody doing that before. I just feel like some of the other hosting platforms, it, it's just complicated. And I like that I can live stream it so you can catch it live with me. But if that's not convenient for you, then the video is saved on the page and you can access it whenever it's convenient. Huh. Interesting. Where did you come up with that idea? I'm curious. Have you Did you see like somebody else doing that or... So actually my um, Kundalini teacher did that and it worked really well for me because I'm an early riser. So I used to catch her live all the time, but then I realized that I like to meditate at night better. So now I just do her saved classes. And it's, it's really cool because when I started, she was doing the class for I think two years. 
So I had access to all her videos and I got to pick and find new meditations for like what I was feeling. And it it was really cool. So I wanted to kind of like go forward with that myself because I think, you know, I have a lot of friends all over and it would be really hard to like commit to a daily class in studio with just the stress of work and driving and kids and life that, you know, if you have it at the disposal on your cell phone, you can do it whenever you want and you can stay committed, which is so important. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And that's, this gives me ideas of like other things you could do like that. Um, but yeah, I totally love the idea of like being able to do something when even like from both ends, from, you know, the, the teacher or the person who's hosting the community to the person who's consuming the content, it's nice to be able to do it whenever you feel like you're inspired to do it or you want to be doing it instead of being kind of forced to do it on a routine. Um, I think it just works better for everybody that way. Yeah, I I love it. And my students seem to really have some positive feedback with it. So I'm really excited to see how the page grows and to just be able to offer Kundalini on a daily basis. I mean, for me, it's definitely it's a challenge because it's pushing me to show up on my mat every day to teach classes, which I think it's kind of fun. Like, you know, when you start to get into the subconscious mind and it's like, you know, you don't have to do it today, but you do, you have to push yourself because if you can push yourself through any struggles on your mat, then everything else in life just gets significantly easier. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I like that. As we're getting kind of to the end of our time here, I wanted to ask, um, I know you're probably super busy with the Transcend Fest, but is there anything like you're excited about in the future that you, uh, you know, want to, want to share or anything like that? I like to always think about future and, and, you know, speak those things into existence. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited really just for festival season this year in general, because I'm also teaching at, I think between eight and 12 festivals myself. One of them is Transcend. Um, I'm very excited to see Transcend come together and meet new people and just be out in the community and watch, you know, the positive experiences they'll have and really just growing like my own spiritual practice and my Kundalini course and just following and chasing everything that I want to do in life, which I'm sort of on that trajectory right now. And I, I really am excited for what 2024 has in store for me. Hmm. That's awesome. And where's like the best place for somebody to like find you if they resonated with this? Yeah, I would say on my Instagram, it's mystical underscore babe underscore. That's my main homepage. I have transcend link there. I have my private Kundalini course link there. So I would definitely say right now while my website's under construction, that's definitely the best place. Awesome. Well, I'll link that in the show notes as well as the website for the Transcend Fest. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for your time and for telling us all about yoga and your your festival that I'm super excited for. I'm really appreciative to be on this podcast and to hang out with you for the last 30, 45 minutes. Yeah, awesome. Same, same. Thank you so much. <laughs> you. This has been phenomenal. Thank you for listening to Working Towards Our Purpose. If you liked today's episode and are interested in more, you can sign up for my Substack newsletter with the link in the show notes where I share thoughts, tips, and ideas that I'm learning along my journey to help inspire you. The show was produced by Pleasant Podcast at pleasantpodcast.com.